0: Welcome back to the Natsman Hockey Podcast. I'm James Nichols of the 4th Period. And with me, as always, is John Zella of the Hockey Writers.
1: What's up, pal? It's summer, baby. We're here. We did it. Syracuse is thawed out. (laughs) Tank tops are out. Shorts are out. I haven't worn socks in like two weeks. It's fantastic.
0: Do you become more hipster or less hipster in the summer?
1: I, I think that... All like older punk people or hardcore people become. They all dress like camp counselors in <laughs> in the summer. We all have like gray or you know some kind of like tan khaki shorts, um, and we wear polos a lot and a white some kind of white t shirt. As I am quite literally right now, <laughs> so I think we, we all just look like we some you know we a baseball cap or whatever. We all just look like we are ready. We're CITS. Or some kind of camp counselor ready yeah. to, like, take the kids kayaking, or wherever, whatever, whatever camp does now. I don't know what camp does now, um, out out in the woods or whatever. Yeah. So I dress like a camp counselor is what I'm saying. Sounds, I don't know if that's more or less. Sounds fun. It, it can be. I did that. The, I had a great week last. I'm I'm excited to be like be sitting and just be inside, even though it's really nice out, because I had. I was. I went to a baseball game last week. I saw that photo. Mountain biking. Yeah. Like I. I don't know. I just. I was like, all right, summer's gonna happen. We are leaning into this whole thing, uh, pretty hard. Nice. And it was great. I'm just very tired, which is, which is okay.
0: Yeah, that is okay. That means that you, you did the weekend right. This started
1: like after the podcast last week.
0: Now you need a weekend away from your weekend.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, luckily, so I there was a three day weekend this last weekend, which is great. I have another one. Next weekend and then in two weeks from now. So I got a pretty easy going June. Kickball so, starts soon. Excited. Kickball? Like you're kickball, yeah, in a league. Are you serious? Yeah. Like That's... two months, which is pretty dope. That like, is all whatever, what? like, ten games or something. We don't have that here. I think you I think it requires parks and grass. I'm just okay, no, I live hundreds. in a
0: suburb and we have that.
1: I live around the corner from a park. Start a kickball league.
0: That is pretty cool. Not gonna lie,
1: I don't, I don't know where it is. I think I may have gotten an email today about it, but I don't know where it is. It's, I'm sure it's close, but it's your first time. Yeah, it oh. was like volleyball, outdoor volleyball leagues, kickball leagues, um, all the you see a bunch of the hockey guys out like that playing this couple beer leagues. They're all playing different sports in the summer.
0: It sounds like you live on a vacation resort. <laughs> like this it, is these are things it, that like oh at five o'clock let, let join the volleyball tournament like at the vacation resort you're staying at <laughs> like that's...
1: in the summer it is a vacation resort here because it's just it's you know it gets hot but it's not it's not like down there or you know mid-atlantic where it's it was 95 degrees today or over the weekend like it's very bearable to be outside you don't need to uh you know you're not dying out there so yeah it's a little bit and as long as it's not raining um it's it's beautiful in the summer last year sucked this year's aiming to be pretty good mm-hmm. um yeah, just if you can put up with the winners, yeah, you pretty much get a free vacation. All summer is great. That's pretty darn cool.
0: All right. Well, we got to get to work here tonight. And uh, last week, we discussed Islander trade uh, options, trade targets. And this week, we are going to talk about free agent targets. Now,
1: you don't talk conference finals first
0: before. um, Yeah, we'll that's do a, a, we'll good do a idea. We could do that. Sure. Talk to me about what your thoughts were on the conference finals or the, I'm sorry, the teams that made it to the conference finals.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, uh, I can't believe Edmonton nearly swept Calgary all for, if we're not a nine, yeah. six game Um, and whatever happened there, that was a sweep of Calgary. Yeah. That's, I don't know what you do if you're the Calgary flames. I know that kind of sets up our conversation next, but like, I, I, I do not know what you do. After essentially two guys beat you and a 41, 42 year old goalie that just like got hot or whatever. Right. Like, you know, I don't think though? he played like amazing. I think he just like was OK and the offense carried it.
0: You know what, though? Mike Smith does this. He. Oh, yeah. He gets big and he's naturally big. He's like six four. But he he rises to the big moments and he steals games for whoever he's in net for uh when he needs to and, and, and he did and i'll and i'll say this too the flames didn't help themselves um four four at home heading into the third period you 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 have to find that next gear and close the door and you don't um I, I will say though they got Connor McDavid <laughs> I mean Connor McDavid did is that it
1: I, I guess so Connor they, Mc Yeah they, they got Connor McDavid they, yeah. What? However that, you want to that, say it. it doesn't, that, doesn't the matter.
0: first one I said works okay. Well, I don't know. Yeah. They got Connor McDavid. Did I think I have to go with it? Did. Um sure. it, He was. He just willed that team to uh, winning that series. And you know, is definitely not playing a hundred percent, but he's still a factor. He's Avan- ridiculous. Didn't he have like
1: thirteen points in five games? He's probably in that series on yeah. like one ankle.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing, right? It's like he—he's hurt. He's not playing hundred percent, and and he's still doing this. Um, I think at one point they put him on the same line with McDavid and Evander Kane, and they just like forget it. You nobody else was touching yeah, the puck. Kane,
1: Kane had a good series. Yeah. Um, Nurse had a good series. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Th- I, that's. Um, I think that's you know McKinnon, McDavid is a is a heck of a conference final if if only for that. Yeah, in, in the West. Very excited for that. Um, I don't know how. I, I don't know how Colorado doesn't win that unless McDavid just it, it, if he somehow has in an, even another gear on top of that. I don't even like we're in store for something really special, but yeah, that matchup is, you know, two of the top players in the world kind of going against each other. I who know? I mean, look at Calgary. That's a that's a deeper team on paper. Yeah. Better goaltending, deeper at pretty much every position. And yeah. they still and they still lost handily. Yeah. You know, so I don't know if Calgary uh Colorado has some demons for sure. So it's an yeah. uphill battle.
0: And that and that's I, I bet against the Oilers probably in, in both rounds. I didn't think that they were as deep as um, some of their opponents, I still don't think they're going to be as deep as the avalanche as they head into that that matchup tonight. Um, the forwards probably cancel out, but the defense is, they don't have a, a, a Cal McCarr. Um And goaltenders, I, I would assume Darcy Kemper is better than Mike Smith, but like I said before, Smith has just these... Moments where he just rises to the occasion. I mean, and then he also has these moments where he gives up the first shot of the game, and it's like, oh, they're playing from it, behind. It was a you should have had that kind of a thing. So, yeah.
1: and that might be where it, where it evens out. Yeah, you know, if I, I don't, I think that's been a a tough point for Colorado all season. Yeah, is not having the goaltending that they had that there, yeah the, the previous year, and I forget um what's his name went to uh, Seattle.
0: Oh yeah, Grubauer. Grubauer. Went to was,
1: in my head, I'm like McGruber. and I'm like, that's not right. <laughs> but it's not. It's also not wrong. That sounds also, like, if that's not his nickname. I'm gonna be really upset. That
0: sounds like some new hamburger that they release at McDonald's.
1: McGruber McGru was a TV show, right? It was with the the, um, the guy who did uh, Last Man on Earth. I don't know. I can't. I can't remember his name, but very funny. Uh, <laughs> Oh God, what's his name? Will Forte. I think he also oh, did MacGruber. yeah. And okay. Yeah. So what? Yeah. Whatever. Far from the point. If that's not his nickname, I would be very disappointed. <laughs> but Grubauer. So I, I, yeah, I think that's where. No, I, I don't know about the offense. Again, I think Calgary is much deeper in all positions than um than Edmonton. I think yeah. Colorado is deeper, pretty much at all positions. Save, I mean, maybe goaltending is a little more even. But I think Colorado's deeper there too. Oh yeah. No, I, I hands on so, agree with you. So like but if McDavid's gonna McDavid and
0: that and that's why I said maybe the forwards are cancel each other out, right? Because McDavid is just
1: it's gonna McDavid. be a bottom, it's gonna be a middle bottom six wins it kind of thing. Because those you... stars might cancel each other out, you know. Yeah. Uh, I think McKinnon is better than anybody on Calgary, just you know, but points aside. In um, the in the playoffs, is, it's it's yeah. a completely different thing. But um, I would love a Tampa Cal- uh, Colorado final. So I'm I'm rooting for. I, I think you want to see McDavid succeed. I don't think there's a bad outcome. Having McDavid be in that final would be fantastic for hockey. I think it, that elevates a lot of things to have your the star of the game. Yeah, the, you know, essentially the face of the game being the final. I think that's just good for the league and, sure. and the game. But Colorado just deserves it. You know they've kind of been been doing this for a long time. So against Tampa would be either one of those teams would be you know I think good for the game.
0: Uh, Who takes the series and how many games?
1: Colorado in six.
0: Okay, I'm gonna go Colorado
1: in seven. That's probably that's probably a better guess, but I'll stick I'll stick to mine because it comes down to just like overtime games. You know, like yeah, it's double overtime or just i don't know little things and it could go the other it could be edmonton at six who knows
0: over on the other side of the uh of the bracket um the hurricanes fall to the rangers and um uh, the tampa bay lightning just kicked the crap out of the panthers i feel like the the, the lightning haven't played in weeks
1: um uh you're that is quite right uh, they haven't played since the 23rd
0: Okay, yeah, so I'm not so it will be
1: they, and they play tomorrow? They play, they play. tomorrow. So that's against really, the Rangers. Yeah, against the Rangers. Lightning in three. <laughs> I, well, I, I, I do it. Beat them so, so bad. Beat them so bad that they So don't here's even show up here here's play. what
0: I want to say about this, right?
1: Because this is a contra- this is a big it is my other fans are somehow all right, go, go ahead, because I, I have a little bit of a thing, too.
0: Sure, that, that, that's absolutely fine. Um, so having covered the Islanders for such a long time now, I, I feel like I've removed my fandom just because of the fact that I cover the team and I try to stay as biased as possible. And now I'm more a fan of the game of hockey. So even though would I prefer the Islanders win? Sure. Um, I also do cover the team, though. I, I would pref- much rather prefer just to see good hockey. So, this whole bracket in like predictions and such, I've been pretty consistent in betting against the Rangers just because I, I don't feel like they're there yet. Um, credit to them for getting where they got. I'm not going to take that away from them. They're a good hockey team and, and they deserve and they're to be here early. There. They're here early and, and they deserve the same to way be you here. You could argue the Islanders were as well. Sure. The
1: second time, no.
0: The first time, yes. I agree with you. Um, They deserve to be there. And large in part due to the fact that Igor Shosturkin is playing out of his freaking mind. I will say this. (laughs) Last night, I composed a tweet that said, um, credit to the Rangers. They got it out two seven-game series. Good on them. However, the Lightning have Andre Vasilevsky, who is no... Casey DeSmith, Louis Deming, and Auntie Ranta. And man, I got the New York Rangers fan cavalry in my ca- cavalry in my mentions and it was just like you loser, you're an idiot and I am just like okay, relax. Rent-free. No, it's not it's nothing nothing like that. It's just abundantly true that Ranta is a 33-year-old back up at this point and louis Deming was a third string goaltender casey de smith played in one game and tristan jari played in the other after having been injured for a really long time so when i said the game has changed for the new york rangers immediately after they beat the carolina hurricanes that still holds true because it has one you're playing the best goaltender in the world. I know you have Igor Shesterkin and you think he is. He needs a little bit more than just a really good season to prove that because the guy on the other side of the ice is going to be Andre Vasilevsky who has had just as good a season as Shesterkin has had plus back-to-back Stanley Cups plus a Conn Smythe. He's the best in the world right now. That's not a, a debate. And that to me, in my opinion, yes, I cover the Islanders. This has nothing to do with that. This has to do with the Lightning are the champs until they're not, and they have the best goaltender in the world, plus Nikita Kucherov, uh, Steven Stamkos, Victor Hedman. Like the list goes on.
1: Yeah, they're they're a much deeper team. Now I think the question is, do you like? I think there's been a lot of debate on do we, you know, do we want the Rangers to win and knock the Lightning off? Because they beat the Islanders and they're at risk. The, the the people are tying this back to the dynasty, and I like. Look, the dynasty was amazing. I don't really care about preserving the 19 straight playoff series. I think that's really great until it's not, and then we all move on and find something else. Uh, we've held on to this for almost 40 years now. I don't care if the Lightning win and move on. They still have to go and back to the Stanley Cup. I have to win a fourth Cup. And then go back to the final the next year. If there was any team in the modern era that could do it, if they can keep the salary cap under control, which they seem to be figuring out one way or another, this might be the team. I don't really see it. It's, I mean, three seems really impossible, but I'm not worried about that. And that seems like people are like, oh, we want Tampa to win to beat the Rangers. And the people are like, no, we don't want them to catch up to the dynasty. Series like consecutive series wins and look if if you're an under fan or whatever, you, you just I don't I'm not anti Rangers. I do maintain a little bit of a like it's funny when they lose and I'm around my Ranger fan friends because I the same way that if the items lose they poke fun at me. It's not a hatred thing. Um, it's really more of an Islander fan versus Ranger fan thing. That's the rivalry. Yeah. It's like, they don't like each other on the ice and it's the, the theatrics of it all. And everyone kind of builds it up, but the real rivalry is in the seats. It's, it's not, I don't know that it's the same as it used to be as with these two teams. Um, maybe now with Reeves and Martin and you can, know, a couple tough guys on, on either side, I, I think, and both teams being good and the goaltending matchup, maybe that yeah. builds back up again, but I don't, I don't know that it, it is what it used to be. Um but yeah, what where do you fall on that? Like, do you care if the Lightning almost catch the Islander consecutive series wins? Like no. Be- no because I, it seems such like is, a weird thing. I think that I think for
0: the Islander fan perspective, if the Lightning continue to win, that should probably actually make you feel better about losing to them twice
1: in a row. They're that good. Oh, there's that, that perspective as well. That like, yes, they, they're, it was, they're it, was that good. it was worth it. You Two got years beat in a row twice. was worth it. Like, yeah. Not worth it. It, made, it was easier to digest yes. that you way, got, knowing that they at least went on, went on to win.
0: Your team got beat twice in a row. They went on to continue to do that. So although you got there and you deserve to be there, the Lightning are who they are and they eliminated you. And then they eliminated everybody else after. So it's not just you. It's everyone. They, they can beat anybody. And... So if anything, you should feel better about that. This whole, do we want the Rangers or the Lightning to win? Look, if you're a true Islander fan, I don't know if any Islander fan should want to root for the Rangers. However, if you're casual, then it doesn't really matter. But a a true Islander fan would probably want the Lightning to win despite recent history because, again, the Rangers are who they are.
1: I think – if you're trying to just be somewhat of, like somewhat objective and uh, like what I'm trying to be, I think you're rooting for what you want the best outcome. I want a Colorado-Tampa final. That is the best possible hockey for the final. I agree. If I'm gonna be in my house in June instead of outside and enjoying the sunshine, of which ha- is very little where I live, it better be some damn good hockey. Yeah, I'm I agree. not. Wa- I'm not watching Edmonton get their shit kicked. Um, or Edmonton, New York. I mean, maybe that's going to be interesting, but it's not n- going to be nearly as good as a Colorado-Tampa. Like final. last
0: like last year when the Lightning just demolished the, the Canadians.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think Edmonton's certainly better than that. Um, Colorado-New York would be okay, too. Um, it's still exciting. I don't want to take that much away. But, again, I, I think having a team like Colorado— finally overcome their demons, make it to the final, Tampa Bay going for the three-peat. Yeah. There's a lot of the world's best players on the ice, and right? Again, I think I, I don't think Colorado ultimately can do it just because the goaltending battle alone. Everywhere else those teams are real even. Yeah. But uh and Colorado might even have an advantage on the back end, frankly. Uh, offensively anyway. I don't know about shutdown, but offensively they definitely have that push. It's the goaltending that would really make the difference. Yeah. And Vasilevsky's proven to be solvable. You know, the Islanders, man, and with with the offense that they have, um, no, it was very systematic, um, more so than a lot of other teams. But if the Islanders can do it, other teams can do it. Yeah, I agree um, with And of all those other teams, Colorado is definitely capable. And not to take anything away from the Rangers, I, you know, you, you have to give Zibanejad credit, Panarin. They, they've had players up and down their lineup figure it out at the right time. Yep, that's you're going to have your you know your superstars sometimes cancel out, and then you need like the Rangers did last night. You had to have a Ryan Strom score the third goal, ultimately the game winner. Yeah, that's going to be your difference maker. It's not going to be your. They're going to score goals. Those those other players are going to score goals. Mc McKinnon's going to score goals. Point's going to score goals. Who else? Who's bringing your team over the edge? Yeah. No, if those but- players don't have another gear, your team as a whole needs another gear. And that was what helped the Islanders. And that's what they need to target in the off season, whether by trade, as we discussed last week or by free agency, like we're about to discuss.
0: Excellent segue. So let's get to it. Um, And I want to preface this by saying I was messing around with armchair GM on cap friendly. And I came to a conclusion. If the Islanders are going to trade for a forward, they're not going to be able to sign a, a, another one in free agency, a top end one, at I should
1: say. So, so you know they're not going to sign a one A defender. What did you say?
0: If the Islanders trade for a forward, it's not going. They're not going to have the capability of signing another one in free agency, just because of the cap constraints that they have.
1: Oh, at hundred a hundred percent. That was obvious. That's what I was saying last week. Cap constraints and asset constraints. Yeah. Make all that very, very difficult. So the the fact
0: of the matter is, is if for some reason um, the Kevin Fiala thing works out and they get him from Minnesota, that's your forward. That's your elite forward, first line forward that you're getting. I wouldn't expect another one. I feel more like the trade is going to be for a defenseman just because, again, of the options that are available via free agency. Maybe it will work out. I think it's um, one
1: of both. I think they can do both in free agency if that's what they choose. It's all
0: that's also possible too. Yeah,
1: and I so it could be free agency or trade that they do one or both. It, it's yeah, I was I would admit doesn't that's not as complicated as I'm making it sound. You yeah, you, know, you can get both in free agency. You can get both via trade. You can split it down the middle. It really depends on what's available and as we discussed last week, what assets you're using for what because if you use it for yeah. some, one thing. That means you don't have it for the other. I know that's like really no, easy, makes... simple math, but you can't... Who's going to take what? Where is it going to go? If both teams want a first bellows and blank, well, only one of them can get it, what are you trying to address?
0: Yeah, it, it makes perfect sense. And the again, after messing around with it, in order for Lamorello to check off all the boxes of every fan's uh, checklist... You'd you'd be trading literally, and this is this is something I had to do in order for it to work. I even texted it to you, and I said, "Am I batshit crazy?" You didn't respond, so I took that as a yes. Um,
1: I did. I did see it, but I was in the middle. Of I something. wound up
0: having to trade Anthony Bavillier, Josh Bailey, Oliver Wallstrom, and Semyon Varlamov. That's a lot of surgery. That's not going to happen.
1: I think the hard parts are Bailey trying to figure out where that goes.
0: And, and you know what? I I hear that, but at the same time, I also feel it's not as hard as it sounds because, one, his cap hit uh, – or, sorry, not his cap hit, but his real dollars owed is lower for the next two seasons than his $5 million cap hit. And, two, I think that the stigma around Josh Bailey is because Islander fans have such a gripe with him is that he's not worth anything. And that's just simply not true. I think a team like the Detroit Red Wings or the Ottawa Senators or one of the young teams who are looking to finally take the next step out of the bottom dwellers that they have been who need leadership will absolutely trade for Josh Bailey and take him. Because again, the 70 plus games in the postseason with the um, I think he's got like 50 points in that span. Um, He's got almost a thousand games in the NHL. He's got over half a point per game, which again, if you're going to come at me and say half a point. Who cares? Half a point in today's NHL is a good forward.
1: It's a, it's a third liner. I mean, a team like there's 13 teams, there's 12 teams that are below the floor right now. Los Angeles is just above the floor by less than a million dollars. They're a team that was kind of on the cusp. They, they could use somebody sure like they that could. as, and they an, just
0: as lost a Dustin Brown to retirement. So that makes perfect sense.
1: It, it could. I don't know that it's a, you know, it's not a one for one there, but no, yeah, it's leadership. definitely. Yeah, I think it's, it's definitely complicated. The Varlama. So what I was saying was that the Bailey thing is the hard one, right? I think he definitely has a value to your point. You can find somewhere, but you're also probably sending an ad. You're not going to get a return. That's a more of a salary dump with an asset of yeah. some sort. Now I'll say
0: you'll get picks though.
1: Maybe you
0: might. It's not going to be like Andrew Ladd, where it was future considerations that never actually happened,
1: right? So I'm saying it's if it's Bailey and a second, you're going to get a third back, sure. Or Bailey and a third, and you get a second. Like it, it's going to be something where you're just getting the asset back, and you're also giving one up. So it's it's ultimately a victory on the cap, but it doesn't yeah. cost you nothing, right? bavillier could be used in the trade. For a defenseman, that's been the conversation that's been happening, kind of rehashing yeah. a little bit of last week. I guess if you missed it, that leaves Varlamov, and that's really going to be the one that hurts because of the need for you still need to get a goalie. Then, which I don't know if you factored in um, to your armchair GMing. That would be a little bit of my issue. Is
0: yeah, I did. I wound up. Tr-
1: yeah. So it says Braden holby That's tough. Like, I, yikes. I I don't don't know that that's, those are two goalies that, that can carry you. You're, you're kind of banking on Sorokin playing 60 plus games. I think Sorokin can
0: handle the 50 games.
1: That's a lot of, that's a lot of hockey for someone that's, Braden Hopi is terrible.
0: Well, Braden Hopi had decent numbers. I think he had like a, um, a two something, GAA and he had like a 913 state percentage so as a backup that's serviceable
1: maybe I I, th- I still think it hurts if you weren't
0: it's not as good as Varlamov, and I don't think that the I, when I when I made that armchair GM trade I did it very like reluctantly I was making a face as I was pressing enter and I didn't want to do it um, but again it was just for the point and, and for the sake of proving the point this
1: is not going to be easy. No, it's going to be really difficult. And I think it's going to hurt more. Again, I think the is not going to feel good for sure because you kind of, you're always going to wish, you're always going to wonder what, what could have been. Yep, and then you're I going to watch, that kind 100%. of watch him watch him do it somewhere else. I think like, it's, Nino it's be, Rider. Like, like Nino Nita Ryder. Like um, Nino Nita Ryder. Any number of players. Milbury traded. This is different though yes yeah. this, is, this is somebody that can you know has taken a step back his goals have gone down every year um as you know since every, he had a really good year a second year and then it's gone down every single year um he had a little bit of a bounce back year this year kind of he really you know he he needed to step up he had really good playoff runs he was part of a lot of big goals um he played really well in back-to-back runs for the islanders but and i guess that's where you need him but like the Islanders need to make the playoffs now yeah again like that's that's where the things need to get pointed to it's not just about oh we'll make the playoffs and figure it out from there it's no you you've got to make it again you have to kind of reprove yourself and yeah in a a crazy year where there was plenty of opportunity from this to try to figure it out and be, look at Nelson, look at Lee, um, look at the back half of the season for Parise and Palmieri and Pajot. He wasn't involved in any of that to that degree. He helped that line, but not to the same degree. So It's going to be disappointing. I think that one's going to be really hard too. Um, But yeah, I understood what you were doing. I don't know how you don't do it either. Yeah. I could also understand we're running it back and we need to improve. Like we need to work around those constraints. And there might just be other things we don't know. Yeah. You know, which continues to be our kind of mantra.
0: Yes. That's that's true. Um but all right that being said let's let's dive into uh the free agent targets. We'll try to keep it short-winded so we're not focusing on on one guy too long. Um but you, we'll look at the obvious and, and the, these free agent targets just take this with as if we haven't traded for anybody yet. Um, these free agent targets, the obvious ones here are going to be Johnny Gaudreau and Philip Forsberg. Starting with Johnny Gaudreau, if he makes it to free agency, what's a fair number for him um, if he agrees to sign with the Islanders? And and, and does it, is it possible? First start I, with that. Is it possible?
1: I'm not entirely sure. Honestly, he's coming off of 6.75. He's been playing well. Um, he had 99 points in 18 19. Two shortened years. He didn't, you know, less than a point per game in, in each of those. Um, he had a good playoffs this year. Obviously, he had 115 points in 82 games. I don't know if it's, you know, and he's 28. I'm not sure it's going to be much of a raise. I wonder if seven and a half would get that done.
0: Seven and a half million, maybe eight. AAV. See, that's the thing. I, I think he's going to ask for eight by nine, wherever it, yeah, well, that's in, it, that's it, it's going to be seven by nine. Cause it's a uh,
1: seven years by 9 because its uh
0: 7 years by 9000000 Yeah. Cause it, you don't get the eight year via free agency. So yeah, I think it was, if he gets the free agency, he's going to ask for 9 million and someone's going to pay him that. I mean, if it, uh, if
1: it's Lamorello, if he wants to come to Long Island, if his goal is to is to come come to the island, he's from New Jersey. If He wants to come back to the Northeast and and essentially finish his career. You're you're taking a little bit of a pay cut. You're gonna is you're, gonna argue that down. And if he's going if you want term, you're not gonna get the AAV.
0: Well, now my my other thought there is look at Panarin. He threw the bag of Panarin. He was going to give him 12 and a half million. Do you think that that's not going to happen with Johnny Gaudreau? He's the best. How old forward. was Panarin?
1: How old was Panarin when when that happened?
0: I think he was about 27,
1: 26, 27. 26 is, is a lot different. The, six, the seven theory is 33. That's very different than 28. So well, he's going to be 29.
0: No, he was 28. He was I mean, so it's it's
1: possible. Rangers. I mean, Gudreau is not Panarin, but it would be a hell of a duo with Matt Barzell, so it may I as mean, well be. He's going to be twenty. Panarin, in, Panarin uh, has in zero.
0: Panarin has zero hundred point seasons. Johnny Goudreau has a few. If I'm not mistaken. He has, he
1: has one. He had ninety nine.
0: He had ninety nine. He, he never. I, he okay, had and him. then he has, and then he. Has, so I wouldn't say he's not. I. I, I mean, I,
1: all right, maybe like. Goudreau will start the season a year or a half a year older than Panarin. That's not nothing. Yeah, if you want, I, I mean, if you can get him, get him. I mean, I, I guess the the answer is I don't care what you what you pay for him, kind of thing. Yeah, that's he, he's true. an asset. It 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 opens the window might not be open for long, but it's open wider
0: in the short. It's term. one of those things where if you get him, it's like okay, here we go.
1: Now yeah, you we can open. It's not open. Yeah, it's not open longer. It's open wider for the short term, and I, I think that's totally fine. Um, it limits. You know, you have to consider Barzell does need a contract at following this season. What does that look like? So, if you're paying Goudreau eight, mm-hmm. you're surely paying. You know, you are already paying Barzell ten, right? And he's yeah, I he's her. obviously worth. So he's going to get more than Goudreau. Um, yeah.
0: So Maybe yeah, so what, what did you same. say?
1: What was the number you said? Seven years by eight million? Seven by nine. That's real long. I would hope he does six years, but if have they anybody... had to just get it done. Look, I, I'm I only want to worry about the next two or three seasons. Yeah, After think... that, it's where if we need to go back, like figure something else out. Although a lot of other teams are figuring it out. Pittsburgh's yeah. making it back to the playoffs. Um it, it, other teams are you know, Pittsburgh. Had like a almost what it was a seven or eight year gap between cups and they won two in a row. Like you can have a core of a team and figure it out later on, right? Like it's not it's not impossible. They've had yeah. multiple goalies help them get to these cups. They made the cup finals two years in a row. They lost to Detroit. They beat them the next year. Um, then they won their two on their own. Like there there's ways to get this done in, in the long term. Um, again, your top six hopefully if they're gonna stick around they have longer contracts. They should be towards the bottom of your lineup as still serviceable forwards. Lee, Nelson, Ball, Cole, those guys old in, in three years, sure. That's a great third line though. Yeah, I agree. You know, and you, the other players you get to figure out. Um so Goudreau, I'd I'd hope it was six by eight. I'm not disappointed if they throw seven years at him just to just to get him. And you're you're totally right in with any of these players that Lamarello threw through his pocketbook at Panarin. Yeah. And, and just got simply just got turned down
0: yeah and these these are the guys who are going to want the security in term and they're going to want the payout in cash so that's why i think that they're going to go for as much as they can with seven by nine uh which brings me to my next free agent target the only other obvious guy on the market uh who everybody's always talking about if not gaudreau it's philip forsberg um is it possible if so what are you signing him for
1: He's also twenty-eight in August. I think he has the same birthday as Goudreau. Is that super weird? That would be super weird. Um, I cannot
0: cannot confirm if they have the same birthday.
1: I was just, I was look bo- both looking at the, I was looking at both of their cat friendly pages.
0: Are they both August thirteenth, ninety-four babies? That's actually my brother's birthday.
1: Oh oh oh! Uh, Forsberg is a year younger, oh, okay. but they are the same date. Very weird. Um, and they both. Oh, they don't bullshit. All right. Anyway, um, Forsberg would be cheaper. I think for sure. They, Maybe if, if you're paying a hundred, if you're paying seven by eight for Goudreau, who's had 115 point season, 99 points, all this. Um, I mean, Forsberg did have 42 goals and 42 assists in a contract year. That definitely means something. Um, he also just had 48 points in 63 games and 50 points in 64 games. He's been more of a point per game guy. This year was the anomaly. If you're Lamarello, you're not overpaying for one good year. You know you what you're selling him on is come here and play with Barzell. That's it. Yeah, I agree. Here's with a you. good here's a good contract. Here's five by seven.
0: See, I think the problem here is that he a guys... raise
1: for him. Like he had a six year deal. He's just not Goudreau. And he he needs to prove it. He's had a few 30 goal seasons, but really he's been going. His point production per game has not been good. And then he is a, a ghost in the playoffs.
0: Two things come to mind here for me. One, uh, between both Forsberg and Goudreau. A team knows that if they're, if, if Forsberg's thinking about one team and another team slides in and says, Hey, we'll give you that extra year, he's going to take the term. So I think automatically both of these guys are getting max term. I think seven years is happening for both of them. The other thing is, what do you value more? Do you value the 100 point mark more or do you value the 42 goals more? Because, yes, maybe the 42 goals doesn't exactly happen again. But if he's consistently in the 35-plus and Goudreau is Which he has not
1: done in his career.
0: Goudreau is uh, a—well, yeah, you're right. But he's also had these abbreviated seasons where he's hit 26-28. The 21 was a down year, and then this year he hit 42. So the consistency is pretty much there. You could say that he should be expected to score 35 goals pretty regularly for the next at least three years. So do you value the 42 goals more or do you value the Johnny Goudreau 30 goals, 100 points?
1: More? I mean, Goudreau also had 40 goals this season. Did he have and 40 this season? He had 40 this season. And in the last two full seasons, he's better than a point per game. So 17, 18, 18, 19, he had 84 and 99 respectively. Okay. It was the last two abbreviated seasons where he he, he had down years. This and then this year he went back pretty much to his former self. So, yeah, so. yeah uh, G- Goudreau is the get here for, for yeah, sure. So,
0: he's the seven by nine. So, then what's the fair contract for
1: Philip Forsberg? Seven by seven, seven by seven and a half to raise a million, million. I mean, it's still a lot for a player that you know, yeah, he had a really good playoff run in 16 17. I believe that's when they went to the final. Twenty-two games, Um, and then in seventeen, eighteen, he had sixteen points in thirteen games. So he can play, and that's hate to say it's that's a long time ago. It's going to be five seasons ago now. Next season, yeah, that's not the same player anymore, right? And and since then, he really five points in four games, three points in six. He had one goal in four games this year. In that, I understand who you're playing, but that's a time to step up. That's the best on best. You you got to you have to figure that out. Yeah. Um if you're looking to make other moves and you're trying to fit Chikrin in and and do this, if you don't trade for like a Vince Dunn who has a contract, I believe, and is is a little cheaper to play next to Dobson or something yeah, he's like he's
0: got 1 year left at
1: 4 million. So if you're if you're trying to figure that out and you want to do both, like make an impact, you, maybe you go Forsberg Dunn or you go Forsberg, Forsberg Chikrin and Goudreau done just because that's that makes the dollars and cents of it all work. Um. Again, assuming that he that Lamarello can kind of open up some space there, which yep. I don't know how you don't do. So it's we're all in for a surprise when he figures something out. But he's <laughs> he's, done crazier, he's I, done crazier things. I
0: so I half wonder if Lamorello, this is the off season where he pulls a, a rabbit out of a hat and acquires like a Ryan Kessler contract who's owed like. Seven million per for the next maybe two seasons, um, and just pulls a straight up Tampa Bay Lightning and, and has that on his um LTIR for the whole season in order to fit this uh crazy off season. In. I half wonder that. That's I don't maybe, know enough
1: about it to make like I don't know why that makes it work. Well, it like, adds
0: an extra seven million to your I mean, so teams, this is a discussion for. Maybe next week, and, and we could talk about that then. Um, but the idea is essentially to acquire the cap hit that's obviously going to go go to LTIR in order to acquire that that space in in the seven million dollars that Kessler would have been owed if he was playing today, but he's not. So
1: yeah, I don't um, I don't totally understand. We'll we'll totally talk about, about that
0: next conflicts. week, um, but. Yeah, no, I, I think I agree with you. Seven by seven is fair for Forsberg. I think you can live with that. Um, and maybe they front load that contract. So I think you can live with that um, later in his contract years as well. Um, that brings him into what you said is age 34 season. So or maybe 35. Um, yeah, I, I I can live with that. If he's scoring 30, 30 goals regularly next to Matthew Barzell, yeah, you can definitely do that. Yeah. I think
1: those um, players significantly open up the Islanders window in the I agree. short
0: term. Absolutely. Hockey fans, the pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets, no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the playoffs? With DraftKings same-day game parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at even bigger payouts. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, bet $5 on any NHL team to win, and get $100 in free bets, no matter what. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right. Less obvious forwards, but some of the better ones on the open market. Starting with Claude Giroux, do the Islanders go after this guy if they miss both Gaudreau and Forsberg? And what would be a fair contract for him?
1: Wouldn't do it. Okay, why not? 34. There's really not room. If if this was like, and I don't think he's going to be cheap. Like He was was making almost 8.3 in this last eight-year deal that he had with Philly.
0: So you don't think he's one of those guys who, I've made my money, I'll sign a cheaper deal to win somewhere?
1: I think the Islanders have those. Like In theory, the Islanders' first line is X, Barzell, X. Who knows? Parise goes and plays on that third line. Peugeot, Parise... Palmieri, you have Nelson with Lee and Wallstrom, whatever. Where where is he playing? He's gonna be your first, he's gonna be on your first line with Barzell and Goudreau.
0: That's that's the that's the uh, belief. If
1: if it were him, I mean, maybe I I definitely see him in more of in a middle six. Look at where he was playing. I don't think he was playing on top units. He kind of was a power play in, in Florida. Florida. So like, and it's hard to say cause you know, it wasn't really that many games and blah, 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 but yeah. I mean, he had 23 points in 18 games with them last with Florida. Yeah, he did. I mean, maybe, I, I don't know. I mean, if he's going to take a, if he's going to take a sweetheart deal, it's gotta be like, he's going to want years. The honors oh, are right. They're already tying. They're yeah. First, it looks like he played God, the second-line just I'll Twitter would lose it. There's there there's no right scenario with that.
0: Yeah, it's another old guy. Now, okay. I, I agree with you. You don't sign this guy if he unless he takes like an extreme discount. Like a, a I'll sign for three years, which is you know the Islander's window, and I'll sign for like four and a half million. Unless he does that, no, you don't sign this guy.
1: Four and a half? That's a lot. It's a lot. How so, many years? Three. Three? No, absolutely not. you're ready. No. No, no, no! You just got out from under these thirty-five plus contracts. You're not. You can't add it. I mean, in theory, he signs for a year or two, and you put him next to Nelson and and Lee on the second line, and that's fine. Okay. I don't. I don't want to stick him on the on the first line. Like you need somebody a little bit more. I mean, he's another setup guy next to Barzell. Like, do they? Would they even drive? I don't know that. I don't know that that makes a whole lot of sense so so let me
0: ask you about this next guy what about david perron
1: Perron's dynamic i mean he really like he had a hell of a series this year against against the avalanche he was kind of this very clutch performer in in the second round he didn't quite get the team over the hump but he he might be somebody that's definitely an option
0: if i said to you he's never scored 30 goals in a season you would say yes or no
1: I, i don't think he has
0: He has not. He's topped out at 28 in 2013-14 with Edmonton. Um, And since then, his highest was actually this season, this past season, uh, 27 goals, 30 assists. And he's topped out in in total points at 66 uh, with Vegas in
1: 2017-2018. Yeah, it's forever ago. If you're going to pay him a lot less than what he got paid this season, whatever that was. Um, he might be able to kind of flank Barzell and. So, what are you paying him? whomever for? How long, too? I mean, he's how old is he?
0: There's the question. I was going to ask you that next. How old is he?
1: He's been around for, he's like, he's one of these guys that have been around forever. Like, he's got to be in his mid 30s.
0: 33. He's going to be 34.
1: I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Again, if, if you're taking a couple year deal, three year deal on somebody like that, they don't really have the room for lower to move them lower in the lineup in a few seasons. I agree. You, I think the thing that's, with that's the problem, like, unless you're going to move Paris like, Paris is not going to stick around forever because he's already 37, 38 years old. Right. So if, Perron or Drew are future Parise's on the third line. Sure. That's just a really expensive third line all of a sudden. And you really, I don't know. I don't know how you do it, frankly. Yeah, I
0: think the thing with Perron is that he he's at the age now where no one's going to sign him long-term. So he's going to choose where wherever he's going to win. I think for me, Perron, I think I signed him up. I think I signed him for two, two maybe th- three years at most. Um, just because he's a finisher and he he's the he's the kind of guy that the Islanders haven't had next to Matthew Barzell Allah um, barring any any time that he spent with Wallstrom and that that really hasn't happened um, or hasn't blossomed yet. I think it will if he's still in an Islander jersey next season, but that really hasn't blossomed yet. So um, Perron at two to three years to keep it within the Islanders winning window, I would say, yeah, I would sign him up. Um, nothing over five million dollars, though. I don't even know if they can afford that, but
1: that's what I'm saying. I like where that second it's forward.
0: One, it's one of those things where if they move Bailey and replace his cap hit with Peron for two years, then that 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 works, right? Because he's the kind of guy who's going to score you tw- at least 25 goals uh, in, in in a season, and he does it pretty consistently. He's not the kind of guy who's known to fall off the the map, and he's got a little bit of grit to his game. So it's going to be one of those moves where if somebody's Shipped out, he comes in to fill that gap and, and and provides a need in goal scoring.
1: I think that's the the same with our next guy too. I think that's the yes. this is the type of player that uh, yes, assuming that they move Bailey um, again and Bavillier is also gone. Wallstrom so, steps into that second line role, and yeah. what we're talking about is a left winger essentially, or a left or a right winger. To play with Barzell. Because you gotta, you got to remember, you're, you're filling both spots. I, so, I really don't think Wallstrom it finds his way back on that first line. So the reason why I put this guy on our
0: list is because I feel as though if Anthony Bavillier is moved, this guy has a similar game. Andre Barakovsky will be a free agent. He played his last three seasons with the Colorado Avalanche, two 20-goal seasons with them. One, he fell just short in 53 games, um, scoring 19. In the 2020-21 season, obviously his numbers look good. He played with Colorado. Can he replicate that outside of the offensive juggernaut that they are? Remains to be seen, but he's going to be 27, or he is 27. Uh, for, for I think he just turned 27, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he turned 27 in February, so he'll be 27-28 next year, um, next season. You could sign this guy for a little bit longer, um, but does he fill that top role, that top line role?
1: Maybe. I mean, he's uh, he had 39 assists last year. On again, when you think of like, yes, Colorado's a little bit of an offensive juggernaut, like you said, but playing next to Barzell is you're 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 getting yeah. him a familiar teammates, right? In in, some, in a lot of respects, and it depends yeah. on who's who's on that other side. If you're trying to catch Wallstrom up, that's never going to happen. Two guys on the line are never – they're not – I love Barzell. I think he's fantastic. But no matter who, even if Goudreau Barzell is still no dry Dreisaitl McDavid. It's still no – it it's closer to a Marner Matthews or something like that. But even then, those two players are on, on a little bit of a different level.
0: It's just very interesting, though, because you look at – he played five years in Washington – three hundred and twenty eight games one hundred and forty five points washington has the backstroms the oshis the ovechkins you would think that he would still be able to produce the way he did in his three years one hundred and ninety one games so that's a little less than half of the amount of time and he has five more points in total so one hundred and ninety one games 150 points in the three years with colorado 328 games, 145 points in 5 years with Washington.
1: He also won a cup with Washington. Yes, he did. He's been like even in even in that year where Washington won, he didn't play in all the games in the playoffs. I don't know if he was injured. This Not year he sure. was a healthy scratch with Colorado in the St. Louis series. I yes, think he's he was. I think he's back. He he made it back for the end of the series and he's in the lineup tonight as we speak my understanding mm-hmm. um, or at least he was taking warm-ups last I saw I don't know I don't know what you pay him I don't I don't know what he's actually worth because it's he's not close to any of these other guys yet his cap hit is in that would be in that same neighborhood of what we're comfortable with yeah so unless this coaching staff and Lamorell see something we don't which is likely they see some things differently I, I'm not entirely sure frankly I don't know. I don't know what you pay him. I don't know if that's worth it. Again, that sounds like a better second line player or third line player than because that's what he was on these teams. This isn't, we kind of need someone established. Lamarillo was bound to do something more like what Vegas did in finding some player in the rough. And all of a sudden, um, William Carlson, you know, oh, oh great. Now we just have this 40 goal score. Like, I don't think that Lamarelli needs to do that. I think he needs to find somebody established. Burkovski could very well be a 30 goal scorer, um, 60 assist guy next to not 30 60, but maybe he's 15 and 60 next to Barzell. We kind of need somebody that's that we know is money in the bank. And I that's just not this guy. Yeah,
0: I I, I, I wish agree I had a big no there.
1: buzzer. So I feel like that would have been a good opportunity to be like me. Yeah, that this is this is not the guy. This is again said this a million times. I've written it a million times. Lamorello needs to make this is impact summer season. This is not. Let's see. What, let's see what this guy can do. They, they do not have that kind of window. They have a very good core, but they need. They need, you know, this is a very shiny car. They need to put a new motor in this thing.
0: So then that brings us to our, our last but not least forward. Familiar face. Someone you might know. Someone I might know someone that uh, the listener right now might know a former or or possible former Carolina Hurricane, uh, a former Minnesota Wild and a former New York Islander. If you haven't figured it out by now, we are talking about none other than Nino Niederreiter, who is going into his age 30 season. Holy crap. Am I old? Um. But yes, Nino need a Twenty-four points, forty-four. Uh, I'm sorry, twenty-four goals, forty-four points last season with the Hurricanes. Um, he he he's not a top-line guy, but if all else fails, do you sign this guy to a deal in order to fill a need? He has. Um, you're guaranteeing
1: Wallstrom plays with Barzell at that point. Like again, he's not a top line guy, and he had a really shitty playoff. He's when he first got to Minnesota, he had some good playoff runs. But he's he's been a 30, 40 point guy. He had one 57 point season in 82 games in 1617. That's a lifetime ago. I, I don't I don't know. That's I don't think he's worth the cap room. It would be something terrible would need to happen for the like or not happen for this signing to be a thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's a Nita Niederreiter, even Peron. Um, are they options? Yeah, they better be planned. C, D, yeah. Like it, you're looking pretty far down the lineup for those things. And if you're going to go out and sign someone that's largely unproven, I don't know, give some, you know, elevate Wallstrom, put bells on a line with Nelson and and Lee, and just call it a day. Like, if you're really just not going to do anything, don't just throw money at the problem. It's not going to set you up for any kind of long term. It's going to hurt you in the short and long term. Like, if if that's the case, if you're going after these guys that are, I don't know, let's give it a shot, just call it a season. Just call a season early.
0: Oh, my God. So real quick, it was one nothing Oilers, Evander Kane, and we're tied. <laughs> and yeah. This is an, this is going to be an unbelievable series. Who scored? J- uh, this JT Comfort. Uh, is it JT Comfort? Yeah. Comfort is having an unbelievable playoffs for the Avalanche. Ties things up at one. Oh, we need to wrap up soon because I need to watch this game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but all right, that that does it for the Fords. I agree with you on Rider. He doesn't push the needle. Look, if you, if you're moving multiple assets and somehow maybe retrieving something you need, and later in the off season, or maybe not even later, but at, at the point in the off season where you move those assets and you need a second or third liner, maybe rider considers coming that, back.
1: 100 percent for what we are, what we know. The the primary need is, and what the focus is in this off season, and adding significant offense. Yeah. Yeah, it, it just it Peron Brookowski need a writer or, or not it.
0: I agree with you. It's it, it's going to have to be it's going to be the summer and has to be the summer of either Johnny Gaudreau and Philip Forsberg or trade market Kevin Fiala or someone who we're not thinking of. Uh my mind goes to pa- uh Patrick Kane who uh is will possibly going to be moving on from the uh Chicago Blackhawks. Um, I think it's going to be something this
1: week. If you are going to do something crazy. You do something crazy.
0: Yeah. And that's, that's one of the guys that you go for. He is look, he's in his uh, early thirties. I think he's going to be 32, maybe 33, but he still slings it. He can still do it. So, um, and Agreed. he's still, he's still doing it at, at an elite level. And, and next to Barzell, that would be a hell of a show. So, all right, moving on to defense. There's only a few uh, defenders here uh, that on the, free agent market would make sense to fill one of the two holes, either the second pairing uh, defensive defenseman hole or the third pairing uh, defenseman hole that is currently there could be filled by a Robin Sallow If he has an impressive camp, we'll see. But if not, um, first things first, Chris Letang, he may hit the open market. He may not hit the open market. He had 60 plus points. Uh, for the Penguins this year. And it, it's quite possible that the Penguins decide they're going to go in a different direction and not bring him back. If he's available, do you sign him for top four minutes?
1: I think he's also a righty. So I'm not sure that there's a good combo with uh, a Noah Dobson type who's also a righty.
0: Yeah. And then I think at that point you might be able to mix and match. Maybe you can break up. Pelican Pollock if you bring a guy like Letang in and it'll still work
1: I mean there's still a righty and lefty so that's you're only moving pelic off that top unit to play with dobson and then you still have yeah pelic, that's true so it's yeah I don't I don't know Mayfield is also already unless they decide to move on from him too and you're bringing in a Letang, although it's significantly more expensive which is the point I was making with Mayfield you were saying get rid of them get rid of him Again, he's like Varlamov. First of all, you keep what you know, and you and you continue to build around that until you literally can't. The owners are not in that position yet; they are awfully close, but they're they're not quite there yet. His contract, in in Mayfield's case, anyway, his contract is very cheap, so I would leave that one alone and and find a partner again. Whether that's Sallow and Green, uh, splitting time in the third pair, with maybe Sallow getting a little bit more of the of the minutes and, and the games played there um or another lefty to play along with mayfield i don't know that Latang necessarily works and i think he would still maintain a pretty high salary that the honors just can't you don't want him for you don't want him for three years three years at five million dollars would be way too much yeah right that's your you're hitching your wagon to something that's very unknown um and it could work for half the season and just be an absolute disaster the rest of it. You you do not want like an Eric Carlson situation. I, yeah, I that's think,
0: that's the thing too. He he is often injured.
1: Yeah, I I I say you, I I think this you know the closest sixty assists is attractive, for sure. Um, I wouldn't fall in love with that. You got to remember who he's playing with. I don't know how many of those are power play points. Um it's a significant jump. You know, he hasn't had close to 70 points in, in, um, in a really long time, but yeah, it's a con. It's also a contract year for him. So like he, he knows what he was playing for. He's probably getting on relied on really heavily. He probably played the most minutes. Um, you know, he played almost a whole, you know, the entire, he only missed four games a season, which is pretty remarkable, but yeah, I don't, I, you're, you're hitching to, to, you know, to him for three years, I, I'd, I'd just say no, because again, yeah. he's, he's going to want four or five million dollars for three years, like, and you don't know where where you're going to put him.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you there, just because again, where you're going to put him, that the, the fit isn't right, so he doesn't make as much sense. Uh, the other top four guy on this list that I will mention, however, I don't know who, I I don't know if it'll be a popular decision if it is made is John Klingberg. Uh, 30 years old I think he's going into his age 31 no he's going into his age 30 season Um, but he had 6 goals and 41 assists last season that would be second to Noah Dobson but it's not close anywhere in between that right? Um, Pelik was the next best point collector amongst defensemen um, with like 28 points so do you sign up John Klingberg he does want seven years he wants max term
1: at 29 he's gonna uh, be 30 um he might open your window a little bit i don't know if it moves the needle enough where it's worth it in those latter years um again another righty so unless you're gonna move out a mayfield and have three really solid pairs um i i just don't know if that works yeah you lose a lot of toughness moving you know mayfield you can limit his minutes um on the third pair and you still have a little bit of toughness there on you know for penalty killing and things i i don't know if klingberg is is worth it i mean he's definitely improved um you know albeit in 20 more games he had 10 more points um he's a little bit far removed from uh, close to a 70 point season he's not going to get better he's not going to get better over the course of that contract he's only going to get worse and i'm not saying 28 29 30 32 stuff like that where that's that's ultimately the problem um he may even stay the same he may play 70 plus games and get close to 50 points the next two seasons it's just long term that's that's real that's a really tough look and i know you can get out from under these things but you, you can't strike gold every single time and get these contracts out it, it's just not it's just not possible so I, I don't know that you do it would you say the same if
0: a, would you say it's a copy and paste answer if i said the name pk suban
1: yeah i mean he's just not the same um as he used to be i know a little bit more about him than than Klingberg um just because you know he's with the devils he, you know he's in he's in the east and you know obviously he has some time with with nashville so well, he has some time away, but you know he's far removed from that Norris season. Um, an- again, another righty. Um, I'm not really sure where you, where you plug him in there. Um, again, unless you're going to lose a Mayfield, and I think Mayfield's way more serviceable than than Subban. That might be a knock on Mayfield. That's probably not even as generous as it should be with with what Mayfield ad- adds versus what what Subban can. Um, yeah, I, I think I, you know I'd go Klingberg over Subban for sure. Um, just on recency,
0: yeah I, I agree with you there um, last but not least, and this would be to fill the third pairing defense um, do the islanders bring back the beard Nick Letty,
1: my doppelganger, yeah, I'd say <laughs> I'd say that's fine if you can get' them for cheap
0: um what's say... what's the contract?
1: So he's coming off five and a half. If you can get him for a three, um, he's thirty-one. He's the kind of guy. Like again, you maybe you're splitting. If you think Robin Sallow can really be something, that's maybe who you start splitting the time with. Sallow Sallow gets the Dobson treatment a little bit. He's around a Nick Letty. That's a really good um, player mentor. for mentor. You know, player for Sallow to be around. Um, he has some familiarity with, with Mayfield and, and obviously the rest of the team. Again, I think it's a good mentor for Salo. If you can get him for three or under, I for me for two or three, you know, three and a half, three by three and a half or something. I think that's okay. Just because it gives you some room to have as your seventh defenseman. Um, even though that, that might be a little too long. Like I think to bring him back and the value that he adds in the short term, that might be a little long. I don't love it myself, frankly. I I think that you know if you can get it for two, that's more ideal. I think Um, just because Salo could blossom over this year, and then what do you need Letty for? Um, You know, you do need healthy scratch defensemen as long as Letty's okay with that role. Right. Um, It's going to be harder for him get for him to get another contract after that. So maybe that's why he wants three years. But yeah, I'd, I'd say that that's fine for a third pair. That's that's not a big deal.
0: Yeah, I'm with you on that. I think that Lamorello could approach him with the same approach he had with uh, Kyle Clutterbuck. Hey, come see this through. Um, sorry I traded you. Maybe I'll let you have a 5 o'clock shadow. And take 50% of what you were making for two years.
1: Let's, yeah, win, a, he... let's win a cup. Come play in this he, he was in arena yeah I mean he wasn't bad with the last two two seasons with the honors <laughs> albeit short seasons um had you know not super great uh playoff runs as far as points were concerned he did have five and nine games with St Louis and in, in this last year and and they're really good I mean that's against a really good team um yeah would I'd, I'd say go for it honestly I, I think that's that's a, an upgrade from Green. It gives you a little, you know, again, it allows you to kind of split time with Salo. There's some familiarity with Mayfield. I'd, I'd say go for that. I, I think that's fine. Again, it's not the most ideal, and you might have to go for that third year, um, hopefully not longer than that, to just make it happen. But he might be excited to come back. To yeah,
0: and, and the thing is, too, you have to understand that it is strictly for third pair. It is not a second pairing thing. If Nick Letty winds up in the top four, there's a problem.
1: Yeah. And that's, again, that's where like Lamorello would wind up, you know, at one side of his mouth, he's like, well, Salo's going to play with Mayfield all season. He's like, also, Letty's going to play with Dobson. You're like, whoa, I like the first thing better. What happened? How'd you get there? Um, and then fans are going to get all over him for not making a deal and, and kind of failing to. Um, just like a Panarin thing, failing to kind of land some kind of big fish um, on both, in this case, on both forward ND, where in the past it it was just on... You know, he's got to make up for Taves. He's got to make up for the lack of Panarin. Like, he's kind of... Star- and and this last season was a little bit of a... You know, they, they tried some stuff and it just really didn't freaking work. So he's got some... Uh, you know, it's not in Louis Trust anymore. This is, you know, I, I think... Lou is on the hot seat as much as somebody like him can be. Yep. I, so I, there's there's some work from the do and some trust to earn back um, from the fan base. And and I think us, like I, a lot of those little things worked in the past. So And as we wrap up, you know, free agents after we discussed trades last week, like, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't know. It, these little things worked in the past and, and they just need so much more than that.
0: Yeah. I'm with you. It's gonna be uh it's gonna be a difficult off season for him to navigate, but you're right, he's on the hot seat, he absolutely cannot strike out. Um he needs to he needs to acquire the, the right uh
1: He's a knocking out of the, the, park.
0: the he needs he needs to acquire the the necessary uh the upgrades that this team needs in order to take that next step. Um and, and honestly, I should say two steps because one step is getting back into the playoffs and two is being a legitimate contender. So,
1: yeah, I think um, that left wing, like if you're going to go for that third pairing defender or a left or the right winger for Barzell, the, the other player on Barzell's line needs to be, it. you need to knock it out of the park. You're going to get Niederreiter to play with Barzell and Goudreau. Hell yeah. Go for it. I'm sure that'll be fine. I'll, I'll deal with it. Um, just cap constraints alone. I, I understand. I'll let, I'll let it go. Um, if you're gonna get Shikrin and then bring back Letty, sure, I'm here for that. Like that's that's not a big deal. Um, but there needs to be two major um uh, acquisitions this summer, one way or another on forward and D. And then to fill it out, yeah, you gotta fill it out. You get you get some good supporting class cast players, and you never know what can happen.
0: Absolutely. That wraps it up for episode 110, John. Um wow. this was this was a good episode. 110
1: episodes, man. Yeah, it's crazy. We're going to go. Um, I don't know when we're going to start season four. But, probably um,
0: closer to training camp. No.
1: I don't know. Is July 1st technically the new season?
0: That's a good question. We'll have to go back and see when we started the new season uh, for season three. Let's say we blaze right. our own path. Let's just yeah.
1: we'll, we'll just do it. Maybe Mainly because we'll I'll it. probably forget. Maybe right. <laughs> hey, July 1st or whatever the free agency is uh, begins the 13th or whatever. Uh, that seems like a clean cutoff to me, and we'll surely have something to talk about right after that. Um, yeah. We're trying to line up some good guests and uh, and chat about things as things kind of evolve in the off season or whatever. And uh, yeah, we good. Yep. Uh,
0: until then, enjoy the conference final games. We'll we'll reconvene next week. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to or watch the show. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Uh, at Naspen Hockey. You can find my work at the fourth period and John's work at the Hockey Writers and check out IslesFix, Fix, an excellent curated newsletter. Again, it's their off-season, but you will get that occasional off-season um, email from them regarding any transactions that might have happened. Uh, until next time, everybody, let's go Islanders.